you know, that theme is just how we've had these, what, you know, I'm terming firsthand experiences with Jesus. And that doesn't mean, you know, like the disciples who were walking the earth and he was in the flesh because he's now seated at the right hand of God. But in the spirit, we have these, you know, daily, it's our walk with him. It's, it's our experience with him in the spiritual sense that affects our lives in every single way. And so we just want to share that with others who are listening to give them hope, to give them encouragement. Because I don't know anybody who doesn't need encouragement right now. Mm-hmm. It's just with kids, with the world. It's just been a, it's, it's a tough season, but it's also an opportune time for miracles. Mm-hmm. I just felt the Lord tell me, he said, I feel like you, I just felt like the Lord was saying to me, that I'm constantly praying that I could be used to tell those around me this grace message. Yeah. And he said, I want you to start. He said, I want you to expect people to already know this message in their heart. Mm. They're getting this revelation from me, not through you, but they're going to be so relieved when they find you and they find this podcast because you're speaking a language that their spirit has been speaking to them, but they've heard no one else speak to them. Mm. That's so true. Mm. That he, he's, he, he literally was like, it, I just kept getting the vision of popcorn. Mm. Like, you don't, you don't pop the popcorn, but you're going to, like, just see it just come up. And just throughout your daily life, I want you to start expecting people yeah. that they have had this revelation apart from any man or from any type of system or yeah. teaching that they have had this revelation in their spirit and they're going to be so relieved to find someone mm-hmm. who speaks this message mm-hmm. that they have been receiving. You know, that is my experience. That is my experience. And, you know, I've told that story. I'm not going to tell it today, but of the labor and looking in, into the mirror and I walked. I walked away from that, and I've. I've just remember that feeling of I knew it. Yes, I knew it. I knew this was true. Yes, it. It didn't take anything for me to receive it, even though for years I had been missing it. But the moment that that God did it, like you say, yes. it was like it was already there. The truth was already there in my heart. And I really believe that that is the DNA. That's the DNA of God that's already there. Yes. So, excellent point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's allowed me to, for just yeah. friends of mine that I walk daily life with, I feel like I'm praying for them in a different way. Sure, yeah. I'm not praying for, like, the Lord to use me and, like, show them this revelation. It was like a burden on me, mm-hmm. and I'm just praying, like, I can't wait. Like, Lord, have that day be soon that they come to me, mm-hmm. and they realize that they're speaking the same language Yeah, that the Lord has already been speaking mm. to them, that I'm yeah. now, that yeah. they have a yeah. friend who knows already this truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a relief mm-hmm. that is to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So, Stephanie, mm-hmm. um, what's on your heart? What... Uh, Stephanie, mother of five, mm-hmm. growing children, one college-age daughter. Mm-hmm. My youngest is seven, so ranging from 18 years old to seven years old. Um, my husband and I have been, this year, we'll have been married for 20 years. Really? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> what? Isn't that crazy? What a landmark. <laughs> yes. So um, I just feel like God is good. I've been through so much. Um I, everything you were saying, Marianne, earlier, I I very much feel the same way when I heard the grace message. It was just this revolutionary thing for me that it it made everything make sense. It all came together. Every story I heard from the Bible, everything that I had known my whole life, it just, I saw it in a different way and it made sense. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I didn't have to force telling people about Jesus anymore. It just was an expression of 
just my heart yeah and there was an ease to it and i could just live my life and that be you know testimony enough as to how how yeah. i was living but um so well, i'll tell you what i've been doing recently i have been steeped in this grace message you introduced me to it trisha so almost 12 years is that right around that and have really least, yeah. gotten yeah gotten deep into it and um it's been incredible well recently the lord has been putting on my heart to read the bible more and um just to really get to know his word and i've read the bible in snippets on and off my whole life but um I just accepted this challenge with a friend to read the Bible in 90 days. Oh, my. And wow. so the this whole is Bible in 90 days. The whole days. Bible in 90 days. Okay. I've never done this before in my life. So I'm on like day 14 now. I, my whole perspective of everything is changing because I'm reading so much of the Bible in one sitting. Yeah. And every day I'm reading a whole nother big chunk and a whole nother so chunk. So is it straight? And through? straight through. Start so with Genesis. Start with Genesis one. and go all the way through. And mm. there, I'm having to read so much that I can't, like I normally would like to sit and study and look at a word. Yeah, it's and hard. Deep dive. It's really hard not to do that, but I do not have time. I can barely get the reading in. <laughs> I, know, I can't you imagine. Know, during the day. What, what version are you reading? Um, so I'm reading the, like... The um the American Standard Bible, only because that's oh. the only one that I had that was sort of a big Bible, big words that was easy to flip. I, I don't okay. know. It just ended up being what I had. Okay. So, um, where, do you know where you are? Do you remember? I am in Deuteronomy okay. right now. Goody. So I will tell you my, I, I get very into it. Like I, I use my imagination a lot. I feel deeply. Yeah. So um, yeah. I've been reading these stories and... For so long, I have avoided the Old Testament because yeah. I was so in the grace message and my heart was just exploding, yeah. joy and everything. But I realized like, it, you know, this is important to go back and to understand these stories and to know them, to be familiar with them. And now that I have this deep understanding of grace to be able to read these stories with through that lens. Right. And... But reading through them, I mean, I got to the part where Moses wasn't allowed to go into, into the, the promised, promised land. land. Yeah. I was weeping. I couldn't stop weeping because yeah. I'm like, it's yeah. not fair. Moses, you know, he Tough. did so much for for God. Yeah. Like, why could yeah. he not go? But I, I, I don't, it, it's, it's a fascinating book to read when you're reading it just for pleasure. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing now how... God had to preserve this people, the the you know, the nation of Israel. He had to do so much to preserve them so that he could bring the Messiah through their line. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just showed yeah, me this good. this morning. And because I've really been wrestling with it, it's getting me sort of sad when I read these stories. And I don't understand all the dest- devastation and destruction right. that's going on. But I see that, you, you know, 2,000 years plus after the cross, he had to bring Jesus in. He knew how many more people were coming, and he had to bring a Savior in. So he had to do everything he could to preserve a line, to bring the Savior in, to save the world. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it's just fascinating to see it uh, uh, through a different lens and a little bit bigger of a picture. Well, and I too, I'm not reading the Bible in 90 days, but these last couple of years— I have. I feel like I'm in the Old Testament more than the New Testament, but totally seeing it through through the grid of grace in the New Covenant, and I'm so like I can't tell you how the Old Testament has ministered to me. Yes, it's sad what you know the law because you don't see wrath before the law. Mm-hmm. You don't. A lot mm-hmm. of this you don't see before the, this devastation. You know, there was sin, obviously, from the garden on, but but all of this that the, the law brought in, it breaks your heart, mm-hmm. right? Because man could not live up to the agreement. Mm-hmm. And uh, But for me, I've been looking at it from the other side, which is the nature of God. And, of course, if you look at the law, you see the exceeding sinfulness of sin. You, you see 
you know, the the hardness of it, the extremeness of mm-hmm. it, all of that. But then that is what makes grace so phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? So mind-blowing. You can't compromise on either mm-hmm. for either to have its intended power, right? right? You right. will not appreciate the blood of right. Jesus until you understand the perfection. Right. And reading about all of the, like the tabernacle and all the yeah. intricate things. And it's yes, just goes on and on and on and on. And it's yeah. hard to read yeah. um, because it's so much and it's so repetitive. But to think of all the details and yeah. every single thing that went in and Jesus came in and fulfilled all of it. it yes. You know, it was the, a picture, a shadow of Jesus and Jesus came in and um, it makes you so Thankful. So thankful. And you also see how intricate God is with every detail and that yes. he is that intricate with us, yes. that we are crafted, yeah. every thread, every tassel, every ring, nothing is a mistake. Mm. And he loves every us detail. so much. Yeah. Yeah, he knows the number of hairs yeah. on your head, right? Yeah. You also see, I feel like, just put in perspective kind of. I just see just a minute of eternity in my lifetime. I mean, just a s- second. But you see the like just so much of a beautiful long plan mm-hmm. laid out before time. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. and like you said, he was preserving a people group for generations and generations just to be able to bring the Messiah through them. And it's just so comforting at times <clears throat> when you're going through things to just think of. The Lord has eternity in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he's playing, I always say the playing long the game. The long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it just, it does give you such comfort to go through things. And to see yeah. the types and shadows of Jesus in every story, be like, where is Jesus in mm-hmm. the story? But you're saying like in every detail, every tassel. I mean, I know with the different times we've probably done just studies on Hebrew letters, yeah, and you're like, right. the Hebrew alphabet alone is tells the story of the yeah. gospel. <clears throat> the picture, mm-hmm. the type, mm-hmm. it's just it's so amazing. The detail that the Lord He left no detail. Right, every detail is significant right. and points us back to Jesus. Right, yeah. that's what's so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So true. I love that. And I, <laughs> um, you know, as as y'all were talking about Him looking forward. You know, to the end game, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, our complete salvation out of these earthen vessels and and that complete, you know, we're already in union with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? But, but he will come again, but not to deal with our sins, the Bible says, but for that complete salvation, which is, you know, a body that will match our spirit. But before the beginning of time... The lamb was slain from the foundation mm-hmm. of the world. There was a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Even before we were a figment of our parents' imagination, we were in God's imagination. Mm-hmm. He already planned us. Mm-hmm. I've really gotten into a lot of scriptures about that, and I've shared some verses with y'all before you came, but, you know, about, I, I kept circling the word before, 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 mm-hmm. before you were born, you know, how God had a plan for your life. To prosper you, mm-hmm. and and also when you were just talking a minute ago, I was thinking about prior to the law, we had this picture of Noah's ark, and mm-hmm. the ark rested. I, I was looking at that. I was looking at pictures of the ark this morning. <laughs> Have you ever been to the thing in Kentucky? The, no, no, but I keep saying it. Kids, my kids are. So yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah. So, I mean, I've said, I, I went, I went, uh, and and it, it really is like, wow, you know, this thing is gigantic. It's so big. And you just kind of imagine uh, him building it and how long yeah. it took him and all the animals and all that. But the windows were above water. They, he, It's like God did not want them to see the devastation. Yeah. He wanted them to look up. Yeah. Amen. To look up. And... Also, another scripture that has just really impacted me the last several years, actually, is, you know, we love 
Second Corinthians three, where it talks about the veil and the veil being lifted when you turn to Jesus and 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 you know being transformed in that same image from glory to glory. But it says the devil has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, lest the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus should shine on them. And it says Jesus is the image of God. And in that scripture, Second Corinthians four six says that God which goes to what you said a minute ago, God commands the light. God commands the light to shine in our hearts, to reveal or to unveil the face of Jesus so we can see his glory. All of that is in the context of when Moses was read, even to this day, when Moses Mm -hmm. is read, a veil lies over their heart. Mm So they can't see the glory in the face of Jesus. They can't see mm-hmm. it yet. All they can see is the devastation. Mm-hmm. And, and also, there is this grace of God that they can only see, see in snippets, like the provision of the tabernacle. You know, mm-hmm. the presence was with them, but only by these many steps. Mm-hmm which were completely removed through Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He took the steps. <laughs> I used to say the seven steps to the yeah. presence. I mean, we're there now. Mm-hmm. So everything you see, that ark rested on Mount Ararat. Error means curse. Ararat means the curse is reversed. Mm-hmm. So we live under the blessing. He, Jesus became a curse for us mm-hmm. that we might live under the blessing mm-hmm. of Abraham. Pre-law. Amen. Yeah? For your families. Mm-hmm. And we're those stars in the sky that Abraham looked out. Mm-hmm. Count the stars if you can number them. Mm-hmm. If you can count them. If you can tell, they tell a story, right? But we're part of the, that, the stars in the sky. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, his natural descendants, as many as the sands on the seashore. Mm-hmm. So God has planned blessing through his people and what kind of people were they not special Mm, (laughs) right they were just people who obeyed god Mm -hmm. they heard his voice and they obeyed even though they didn't understand even though they had no abraham didn't know where he was going he took his family with him right lot went with him he didn't know but he trusted god and he obeyed and he went yeah, and that's yeah. all. God just wants us to trust Him. He says, "Trust yeah. me. Yeah. My plans for you are good. Yeah. Just listen to me and trust me. You may not understand while I'm telling you to do this or go here or yeah, anything. But just trust that my plans are good. They're better than you could ask, think, or imagine." Yeah, and and, and so Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for mm-hmm. righteousness. So mm-hmm. he was in right standing with God because he believed. So whenever I hear obey, it's it's an obedience of faith. Right, right, exactly. And it's so funny because that, that word obey used to sort of trigger me. Yeah, it, yeah. You know? but not now. But not now because I realize it's it's an obedience of faith. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I believe you. you. I trust it's you. It's a response. Of, it's, yes. I'm, it's a response. I'm, I believe that you are good. Yeah, right. My mother-in-law always said, you know, faith is just having a good opinion of God. Really, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Right, like Abraham. And and that's in Romans four. Yeah, exactly. He gave glory to God. That means had a good opinion. Yes. But what what what? How do we know God is good? How do we know God is good? Well, personally, I mean, I've seen it lots of times. But I think you can really, if you start reading the scriptures from a standpoint of. How is God good? You read it completely different, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff in the Old Testament, you can read different because you can see the goodness of God through the whole story. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you look at it through the lens of the New Covenant, you see that yes. Jesus has Jesus fulfilled mm-hmm. the law. And that's why, and everything comes back to the cross, mm-hmm. and the goodness of the Lord comes really back to the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything I need, every, every sin, Everything I need, my righteousness, yeah. my provision, my he- help, healing, it was all paid for at the cross. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how I know about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And that's he it. had Amen. to do, he did everything in the Old Testament 
going towards that one moment oh because it yes. changed yeah. everything. And yeah. he had to do whatever it took to get us to that moment to change it for yeah. us. You know, yeah. I love kind of looking, thinking about it is like everything was drawn right to that moment. And then when, and so you have all of the energy of the world and time built up into this one moment at yeah. the cross. And then it's kind of held in suspension for three days and mm-hmm. then it bursts forth mm-hmm. and that we so live on good. the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And that's all of yeah. the provision and energy and anything that we could possibly need or want, or hope or imagine was provided for in that moment mm-hmm. and flows out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just like trickles out, but like it's all available. It's yeah. all available. I love it's all that picture coming from that. that. So I love the, the, the thinking of thinking of all time coming to, like yes. A movie yeah. to this moment yeah. held in suspension and then just. Ah, oh, that's amazing. And I've always thought about how sun comes, you, you yes. know, from past, present, and future. Right. I, in my mind, I envision it all just going on yes. to yes. Jesus and yes. the cross. And that, that yes. helps me envision what he went through. Y'all seen and that? to see that picture as well, Marianne. I love that. Have you seen that animation? That Joseph Prince did. Uh, this was years ago, but yes. of Jesus on the cross yes. and all of the curse and all, every, all the sin, everything mm-hmm. came into him on the cross. And but this is the picture that I was getting as you were both talking is a credit card, like the debt has mounted up, mm-hmm. yes. and it's just gotten obviously. The wages of sin is death. Like there's no possible way we could pay the debt if we actually knew what the debt was, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it just like in the fullness of time, God mm-hmm. sent his son and paid it off. Yes. Paid it off just as if we'd never sinned. Mm-hmm. When Mark and I were praying this morning, I think another theme of my life um, as I have gotten to know the nature of God which is his mainly love for me, but the, the goodness of God, the plans and the will of God for our family. Like, like if you can just see it all through the grid of the new covenant and you can just say, okay, it isn't if you will, then I will, right? It isn't like always this punishment hanging over your head if you don't do it right. It's I have done it. It is finished, right? So anything you could see that God expressed as a desire in the Old Testament, which was blessing. He did not want calamity falling on families. He didn't mm-hmm. of any sort with their kids, with their finances, with the, mm-hmm. their health. I mean, it was called a curse, okay? But he has redeemed us from the curse through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I look at him like, okay, I'm like digging for gold. It's like, oh, he wants that for us and that for us and that for us. He wants us to be the head, not the tail. I mean, you can just go all through every good -hmm. thing that God wanted for his people and say, he wants that for me. Mm -hmm. And I can receive that for myself and my family. But this morning when we were praying, I was like, what has come with this sense of like magnifying in my mind by brainwashing myself through the scriptures is I'm nothing without him. Like, it's just, I'm so utterly dependent on his goodness. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, and it, at my age, and, and so many things that I've seen, and I know I have many years to live, so, you know, the minute I say 58 is old, then somebody who's 78 will say, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Or our friend Claire, who's 88, and I'm thinking, okay, I've got at least 30 more years, <laughs> right? But, I think a lot of times people at my phase of life are looking back and they're going, okay, well, this has happened and that's happened and I didn't plan on that. That hit me out of the blue. I I never imagined in a million years that my child would be this way or that or, you know, that we wouldn't be where we should be financially. You just don't even, mm-hmm. you know, and yet, and yet I'm like, and, and all that does for me looking back, is to see how God has brought us through Amen. and also to see, oh, I, I feel like I get weaker every day, stronger with his strength. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. But it's, and y'all get what I'm saying. It's just like the flesh is, 
I, I cannot depend on it anymore. Like, I don't have the, the will in the flesh anymore. Are, does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's like, yeah. but then there's this lion that rises up called faith, you know, mm. faith, the faith of Jesus Christ that wells up in me. And I'm like, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. Every day there is a joyful, confident expectation of good. Like there's such hope. The less dependence I have on me or my flesh, the greater my hope becomes, Mm -hmm. the more I can see the goodness of God and his provision. Amen. You know how in the Old Testament where every time um, God showed up and told Abraham something or or in anyone something, they would build an altar and make a sacrifice to God. They would remember the promise of God. They would honor God. They would thank Mm -hmm. him. So they'd build an altar and and make a sacrifice to God. Um, Okay, so this Acts verse, um, Acts 27, 20 through 26, talking about the storm, terrible storm, raging for days. Mm -hmm. And... um, See, was it? Oh, Paul was in the boat with people, and they were going to Crete or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, he had this revelation, or they told him that you know you're not going to die; you're going to stand before Caesar. Like God came down to him, or an angel came down. An angel came down to him and said, "You're not going to die." And um, so he tells everyone on the boat, "Take courage. Don't worry. Nobody's going to die. It's going to be okay." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, and why is that? And then. Because the Lord told me I'm going to do this. Yeah, and Paul's on and, the boat. Yeah, and I'm on the boat. So, like, don't worry. Nobody's going to die. So they take communion, basically. Yeah, they break bread right, right, right there. And they, and so that's right. I was like, this was, like, he got a promise from God. He he grasped it, and he took communion to, like, I mean, they broke bread together to to sort of celebrate it and say thank you yes. to God. And I don't, it just it seemed like a parallel to me all the times they would do the sacrifices, and the, the communion is, like, yeah. The sacrifice. I mean, a picture of Jesus. I, I and his love sacrifice. that. I, absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, it was just—it was the same thing as when Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks. You know, he broke off a piece and he ate it. You know, uh-huh. I, I totally agree with you on that. That this is a moment where we see the body of Jesus. Yeah. And every sacrifice of the Old <coughs> Testament was a picture of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's excellent. So. Um, I always think about when, when I read this story about Paul being on the boat, uh, whenever I fly on an airplane, <laughs> uh, I always think, well, you know what? I mean, cause I know I'm going to get where I'm going. I, I mean, I don't know if the Lord will tell me at some point, now's your time to come home. So, you know, are you, are you ready? But I get on an airplane and I have no fear. I am going to get where I'm going. And I think, well, so is everybody else on this plane, right? Lucky them. (laughs) They're on the plane plane with me. me. (laughs) They're going to get there. Uh, That's, you know, I know that's very simplistic, but I just have a simple faith. But um, I did love that story in Acts 27 because there are times you do go through a storm. And the boat wrecks. Mm. But they, they they didn't lose a hair on their heads. Mm-hmm. So I to th- have that hope. Yeah. Just you have to cling to the hope. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. Jesus yeah. promised us that. Yeah. But we have hope greater than what we see in this flesh. Right. And our kingdom is in heaven our inheritance is in heaven it's not here in these things that we see with our eyes it's what's not visible so our hope is so much greater than our circumstances or whatever is going on here and to be able to focus on that Mm -hmm. gets you through yeah the day-to-day your soul has that anchor yeah really right that and i think so many times it's i just have to remind myself going through those storms I'm, I may feel like I don't see it right now, but I know I'll see the goodness of the Lord mm-hmm. in this situation mm-hmm. at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And I can, he is so trust, trustworthy. I can trust that he, there is goodness happening mm-hmm. and abounding, even though it seems like it's not in this very moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've had the occasion over the weekend on Saturday and on Sunday out in public, um, one at Walmart and one in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. Uh, I had the opportunity to pray for people. I mean, I was just by myself and two, two different people, one in a wheelchair and one who had like a spider bite on her leg. She asked me to pray. The other, the other lady, I, I didn't know her at all, and uh, I just uh, took the blinders off. You know, you're at Walmart, and you're like, <laughs> I'm here to get my stuff and to get out of here. And this lady says, um, get me a Coke, get me a Coke, get me a Coke, like three times. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm looking at this, you know, in this aisle, and, you know, there, it's not where there's not a checkout lady in it. I'm actually looking for this gum that I like to chew, and I'm just kind of looking. <laughs> and I think, is she talking to me? And then, then I look, and the, the case just has Red Bulls and, you know, things like that and energy drinks. And I'm like, there's no Cokes in here. And she says, give me a Coke, give me a Coke. And she, like, pointed beyond this do not enter strip, you know, like, you're not supposed to go beyond it. And, yeah, sure enough, there was a case that had a Coke in it. And I was like, all right, you know, so I go up <laughs> under the thing and I get her a Coke. And I hand it to her. And she said, um, thank you so much for getting me that Coke. Thank you so much for getting me that Coke like three or four times. And I said, well, you, you're just so welcome. You're so welcome. Happy to do it. And uh, and then she said, I have MS and cerebral palsy. I have MS and cerebral palsy. You know, like she has a tick, obviously. And... Um, and it's just like the Lord brought me back to myself, yeah. not yeah. this person who's looking for her gum, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know why I'm here. <laughs> I don't even mm-hmm. shop at this Walmart. This is like 20 miles from my home, you know? And I, I said, can I pray for you? And I just touched her arm, and it just, I don't know. It's just heavenly, mm-hmm. you know? It's just so soft, and... She was so receiving, and it was beautiful. And I prayed for her to be healed, and I prayed for her to know that she's loved. And uh, I, it just let's look for opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Just take yes. the blinders off. Yes. We're not, you know, we have a lot to do for our families. I'm wired that way, even if I have nothing to do. For some mm-hmm. reason, I'm really task oriented. I mean, I don't have my kids at home anymore like y'all do. But it was like, Trisha, remember how you used to do this all the time? You know, you wherever you were, you had eyes all around your head. You saw beyond the flesh. Mm. You you saw what I see. And I'm not saying I don't do that anymore. I, I, but I, I feel like he's wanting me to be less introspective, mm. more outward looking don't always think it's going to come in some package it doesn't have to be at a church it doesn't have to be in a meeting you don't have to have special music for it it's just are you willing are you aware open your eyes look up you know look up in 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 your mind right and um and i I, i'm like kind of fired up again because Mm. it's like my hands are blessed. Mm-hmm. If I touch people, they are going to be blessed. Whatever I touch is blessed. It's as if the hands of Jesus are touching someone. Mm-hmm. So, and I had sent y'all this, and I know, I know it's it's a long passage, and you probably read it recently, right? This Genesis twenty six mm-hmm. about digging those wells about mm-hmm. Isaac. And I think that what, you know, really was the thing that jumped out at me about this this thing that, you know, God told Isaac not to go to Egypt. Because Egypt, they got their water, yes, but they, ha- they got it through human effort. Mm-hmm. But where God was taking Isaac... It, it came from heaven, like the rains came from heaven. He, he, you know, he said, mm-hmm. look up. Don't get it by the foot is what mm-hmm. the terminology was. Look up, you know, for the rain that's going to come from heaven. And where God took him, it had hills and valleys, and it, would, and it was just, there were springs everywhere, and, and there was a certain way that the rain 
would uh, be captured and there would just be provision there. And, you know, it was a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I just, and he made the same mistakes that his dad did, mm-hmm. right? That Abraham did with Rebecca. But I really, this this really hit me. And it's not that he didn't have trouble. He had trouble. You know, he kept running in, mm-hmm. into people that were trying to resist him. But in Genesis twenty six twelve, it says, When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he had planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. And that was after he had lied about Rebecca being his sister. His sister. Mm-hmm. Yes. And God still blessed mm-hmm. him. And then I thought of the scripture in Mark 10 where Jesus says, basically, whatever you've lost for the gospel's sake, you're going to get a hundredfold mm-hmm. in this life now, mm-hmm. in this life. And, you know, also with persecution, mm-hmm. um, which we know Isaac was persecuted, but God blessed him. There was always another well. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kept finding the water. And he kept digging. And mm-hmm. there was one place where, you know, he had to keep digging because the resistance was so strong he kept getting pushed away mm-hmm. from the wells. And but then, you know, found water and was set in a broad place. Mm-hmm. And and there was no resistance there. Yeah, and he was able to right. settle mm-hmm. and be at peace. Yeah. And um, I, I love how over and over in the Old Testament um, the Lord just says – you know, just just trust me, and then he he says, "I am the Lord your God." Yeah, I am the Lord your God, and I just love that. I think there's so many areas in my life that I just need to trust the Lord, and I need mm-hmm. to step further, and I need to expect bigger things. I need mm-hmm. to expect yes. things outside mm-hmm. of the natural realm, and if He has put a desire in my heart, I need to believe that it's going to be fulfilled, even if there's no way in the natural that desire can be fulfilled. I need to believe, because He he says, I, I am, am the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. I think that's so crucial so many times, just to take a little time, and sometimes I literally write it on my calendar. I'm going to take a little time and have like a retreat day for myself. But I'm just going to imagine, I'm going to go through all these areas in my life and my family and be like, where can I imagine just bigger for the Lord? Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like? And then I keep thinking, I can just pray through that and be like, but you're bigger than I can even hope or yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. here's how far my imagination can go in this right. area. And I just know that you're beyond that. But it's so nice yeah. to take just time and spend a little time mm-hmm. and go, here are all these areas and here's where my imagination is. And I'm going to look beyond that, and I'm going to look yeah. my eyes up to heaven and know that your provision at the cross is paid for beyond mm-hmm. where my imagination ends. Mm-hmm. That's right. But we have a friend, Heather, and she's so precious, and I love this because she works with students lots of times, yeah. and she'll ask them, like, what are some of your biggest dreams? And they might answer her, and you know what Heather lots of times tells them? She says, I have this dream that one day I will get to give away a million dollars to somebody. <laughs> and she's like, that's my dream. Like I, and I tell that all the time, Lord, this is my dream. I want to be able to give away a million dollars to one person at one point in time in my life. Yeah. And I was like, that's just fun. And I kept yeah. thinking like, that's so fun. And what can I think or imagine like that and know that the Lord lives beyond that? Ah, You know, I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, as you dream about those things, instead of thinking about, you know, your family and maybe some hopeless situations that you might have um, and, and believing for some something good to come mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. Actually thinking about things so far and so great that you allow yourself to get excited. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Get a little absolutely. giddy, like, yes. oh, my goodness, what is God going to do? I'm, yes. You know? Yes. Uh, I lo- that's fine. I, I that's, had that happen to me. Um, I was at a church that I'd been invited to. And uh, for the Maundy Thursday service. Okay. And um, the the priest gave the most amazing message on John 13, which was the Last Supper, which is Maundy Thursday is, it's, it's that night 
Okay, it's that Thursday night mm-hmm. before um, the next day. And it's that night that he was betrayed and all that. So, um, so he gave this message. And I'm in a place, it's not, you know, I, I, I'm really close to the person that brought me. And so I, I've been there before. It, it, it's just, it's kind of foreign to me, you know, some of the things that uh, they do, the rituals and all of the things. But when he was speaking this message, and I've taught on John 13 multiple times, and he was saying a lot of the same things that, that the way that I've taught it about the righteousness of Jesus, about the blood that washes our sins away, and some of the symbolism of that night. And um, I closed my eyes, and the Lord, I know, said to me, you are going to have a Monday Thursday service in your home, and it's going to be full of young people because mm-hmm. this has been a desire. Like mm. it will not go away. My house is going to be full, and I used to say millennials, but now we've got to add the Gen Z in, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've had this passion for at least a decade of um, just my house overflowing with young people, and my the ages of my kids are twenty two to thirty two, so. You know, I know that it has something to do with that, obviously. <laughs> uh, but I just, I shut my eyes, and this is what I saw. I, I saw all of these young people, and um, and they are washing each other's feet. But it's not as um, some kind of, you know, friendship symbol. They are saying to one another, you know, he gave himself for you, the washing of the water of the word. He gave himself for you, it says in Ephesians 5. And they're, and every, everybody's drying those feet with a linen towel. That's lention, the Greek there. And it, it speaks of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And Jesus did that. He wiped their feet with the linen towel. And he had just told them, he said, if you've been, if you've been washed all over, like Peter said, Wash me from head to toe. Yes. No, if you've been washed all over, all you need is your feet cleaned. And it's it's how do we love each other deeply? Love covers over, over a multitude of sins. And I just see all these young people who get it. Confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. Not to God, you know, not to be so sin conscious with God because he has forgiven you mm-hmm. all your sins. But when it comes into this life that we're living with each other, Sometimes I might need to say, I've done this, I've done that. And you will say, hey, Trisha, let me wash your feet again. And that's the devil's food, right? That's the dust, the accusations. On your belly you shall go and eat dust. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the curse on the devil. And I see the dust that we get on our feet as the accusations, as the Mm -hmm. lies of the enemy, that deception. And so if I come to you and you are my friend and I confess my sins to you, not not necessarily that I've offended you, but just anything— Right. And then you would you would wash my this is how you wash my feet is you say Trisha I want you to remember how Jesus gave Himself mm-hmm, for you yes. and let me let me dry off those feet so you so your wet feet don't go out and get even muddier right we right. need to dry mm-hmm. it to, let me remind you you are still righteous you are the righteousness of God in Christ and so I had this imagination I just saw all these young people in this Monday Thursday service mm-hmm. and. Um, they get it. They're set free. They're delivered. And I'm just, I walked away from that, and I'm like, okay. It's going to be more than I can ask or imagine. Mm-hmm. I take mm-hmm. every picture like that, and I just take it to the Lord, mm-hmm. and I say, it's, it's your time. It's your way of doing it. You have the how. Mm-hmm. I have no agenda. I don't even know mm-hmm. how to make that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is what I've imagined. Yeah. This is where my imagination goes Yeah. To. And I know you live beyond that. Yes. Yes. I like to think, like when I get those moments, like here I am, Lord. Yeah. Here I am. Right. Like I, I don't know how yeah. you're going to do that, yeah. but I'm, I know you are because you just put it in my heart. Amen. And so here I am. However yeah. you need to use me, however you need to fulfill it, I'm yes. here. You know. Yes. yes. Amen. Um, and I think that's yeah. that's the willingness. That's all. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the all righteousness of faith, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, that's that obedience. And that's the rest that comes mm-hmm. with it. Not a, yeah. okay, well, what do I need to do to prepare for this? You know, it's yeah. like you know that the Lord's going to bring the pieces. You know that he's yes. going to move the hearts of yes. those to make that happen. You 
you trust that it's our, he's already started moving the pieces to make it come together. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you're, you're here to help facilitate it Yeah, here on earth. And I think that that's just trusting in that grace of God that has already gone before us mm-hmm. and has paved the way for us to walk in so that we, we're just actually a part of a much bigger whole. So we're not responsible for every piece. And right now, I, I just I have this real desire to teach again the foundations of grace again, the verse by verse through Romans, through Galatians, through you know some of these passages that were so like mm. instrumental in my own awakening. And um, I don't know, I, I but I don't I don't feel like. I just feel like God's got other people that he's going to, you know, bring to make that happen. Like that, like he just put that in. And in fact, this is the word he gave me like uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I think we've spent so much of our time in the past. The Lord would give us a vision and we spent so much of our time thinking, how do I have, how do I bring this to fruition? Yeah. I've mm-hmm. got this vision. The Lord's given it to me. How do I bring this to fruition? And now Almost like Abraham did with Sarah. That's absolutely right. Yes. You know, well, I, God told me this was going to happen. Happens. It hasn't happened. So I guess we'll go and it was make sure we get that baby Sarah's so he can do idea. it. Yeah, it was Sarah's idea. Yeah. 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 And the Lord's like, no, 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 I don't need your help. <laughs> it's it's in my timing, it, not yours. This is a child of promise, right? And he came, you know, at the time that, that God chose, you know, but anything you build, you know, you, you build it on what. It's built, excuse me, you maintain it on what you build it on. So if you build it by the flesh, mm-hmm. you're going to have to maintain it by the right. flesh. Absolutely. If you build it by promise and by faith, by grace, yes. that's how you maintain it. Right. So I know from the beginning of this grace walk, everything has been by grace. Like, yes. like I don't have to try. He right. brings it together. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I think the key ingredient is. You want to know what it is? Yes. <laughs> Tell me. Desire. Desire. Mm. Not demand. Desire. Mm. And so he's put this desire in my heart. And what I hear him saying is this question that he asked, Bartimaeus, this question that he asked his disciples, what do you want me to do for you? And it always reminds me of you know, the king saying to Esther, what is your petition? It shall be granted to you. What is your request? Up to half the kingdom. It shall be done. And I read that about a year ago. I read through the book of Esther. And I was like, this is a picture of Jesus when, when he says up to half the kingdom. It's like we are co-heirs with mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. And he chooses to partner with us. He has given us authority yeah. and reign in this world, yeah. he partners with us to bring about his will on the earth, and we get to be a part of that right. as long as we, you know, yeah. those desires in us, those passions within us, if we just un- unleash them and, and mm-hmm. allow ourselves mm-hmm. to think bigger than our minds yeah. might naturally think. Yeah. We allow him to be unleashed in this earth. And and, and I, I believe how he does it is that he brings the desires together. Like, yes. I have a, a desire, you have a desire. Somehow, through divine appointments, he connects mm-hmm. us. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, we have the thing that we wanted because we're working together. And, and God's just really impressed that on me. Don't be the whole body of Christ. Yes. You take your desire yeah. yes. and then Marianne's desire, you know, he and he's put us already in relationship. Right. But I think we also need to be open to new places and, and new people. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm saying like yeah. we are a core of friendship that are covenant new covenant friends that are gonna last forever and be bound together, mm-hmm. right? But there's more, like mm-hmm. there's so many more people that he's bringing into into the body or in, in, into the awareness of being a part of a bigger whole mm-hmm. and how important each person is. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was thinking about what you're saying about you can be a taskmaster. And I think when yeah. you're wired that way, sometimes 
I have to really rein in my flesh of like, mm-hmm. I don't have to just do, I, I have this vision, this desire, and the Lord has given it to me, but I don't have to be the taskmaster no. master and say, yeah. here are steps one through 10, and we're going to yeah. go out there and we're going to mm-hmm. achieve this. We're going to hit these goals and we're going to make all this happen. I don't, there's so much freedom, but sometimes yeah. I do have to rein that in of like, oh, I don't have to make this happen. Well, here, just, here comes, I can just rest. And yeah. the Lord is, and I don't have to be the whole body, like you're saying. I don't have to be the whole body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I can just be this. I can occupy this position. And can I say one little thing that I think it's so neat? Like the Lord has really revealed to me how important relationships are, mm-hmm. and He doesn't yes. want you to fulfill that whole task list by yourself. No, exactly. He wants to bring you in relationship with others, others to bless you and to connect you because we're right. created for relationship right. with Him first, but then with each other, and it yes. blesses us. Yes. It makes our job enjoyable yeah. and yes. fun, and um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's so much better than having to do it by yourself and feeling any pressure mm-hmm. or, it, it, yes. you know. But here, here, here's the, the rub, if you will, is when God gives you a desire. Well, he gives you the desires of your heart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, faith doesn't come from us. Faith comes from him. Desire doesn't really come from us. It comes from him. Gifts don't come from us. They come from him. Like every good thing comes from the father mm-hmm. of lights right and so there's such a freedom in just not taking the desires of other people on ourselves like don't feel the pressure or the responsibility you know because there's demand out there but be released to find that desire that he's given you what do you want me to do for you like did he not know Bartimaeus was blind you know, because mm. Bartimaeus says, you know, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, didn't Jesus know that meant heal me? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he didn't stop there and just heal him. He said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, oh, I want to see. You know, he had a desire. He wanted to see. And and so just relaxing, resting, you know, letting that desire, you know, Answer the question, right? He asked me the question, Church, what do you want me to do for you? First, he says, ask and receive. If you ask me for anything, you know, so part of it is just asking. He will do mm-hmm. immeasurably more than you ask or imagine, right? Mm-hmm. So that asking is a, is, is a, is dependence, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I've got to ask you for it. I can't, I can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. But then the rub comes in waiting. Waiting, right? Because it doesn't always come right away. And I feel like time passing increases our dependence on him. But it kind of, it, it reminds me lots of times of cooking. And if you cook yeah. things low and slow, flavors are going to mm. get very rich and deep. Yeah. And you're going to savor something. Yeah. And I feel like that's lots of times when the Lord, when things you think mm-hmm. are taking, mm-hmm. things are low and slow. You don't see much activity at all. Low activity, mm-hmm. slow processes. Mm-hmm. But when that healing or breakthrough or dreams come to fruition, it's so much more that you savor then because of that just richness of the time you spent with the Lord seeing that process through. And we're a society, of course, of, you know, instant gratification, Mm -hmm. fast, fast, fast. Sure. Yeah. But. Man, that savoring with the Lord is so good. Get to know him. Taste Mm -hmm. and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, um, I I feel like we should pray. And, um, you know, if God didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not with Jesus mm-hmm. freely give us all things? And I want to inspire hope a joyful, confident expectation of good in the future. I know that people are going through hard times. Even Paul said, and he was speaking about his own human strength, he said, we expected to die. We didn't think we'd live through it. Um, But then they began to trust in God and God alone. And by God's grace, he, he brought Paul and his companions through. So, um, I'll just start, and y'all chime in, whatever you feel like the Lord's telling you to pray for people who are listening. So, Lord, we thank you for your word. 
Your word is true. Your word is Jesus. And we believe every word that comes from your mouth. If you said it, we believe it. And we take all the words, all the, all the blessings of the Old and New Testament, and we receive those blessings for ourselves, for our families. And I just want to turn my eyes on Jesus right now. I see Jesus seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, I see you um, having finished the work and purged our sins. I see you in your glorified body. I see you with no sickness. I see you at peace. I see your hands. And um, I see the scars, a reminder, a receipt of the forgiveness that we have in you, the redemption that we have in you that we can go boldly before the throne of grace in our time of need and obtain mercy, find grace. And you are there to give and give and give. You are a giver. All of your promises are yes and amen. So I just, uh, I specifically want to pray for parents. Parents are on my heart. Uh, Parents of teenagers. And I pray, Lord, uh, first of all, for peace, for rest, and for vision. I pray that moms and dads of teenagers right now that are listening, I pray that they can see your face, Jesus, They can see in your eyes right now, and they can hear what you're telling them, that you have their kids. The names of their kids are inscribed in your palms. You are holding their kids. Their kids cannot be snatched from you. You knew their kids before they were even born. And I pray for wisdom. I pray that the parents that are listening would just be in a receiving mode, seated, resting, receiving your wisdom. Your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not our thoughts, humanly speaking. They're higher. And you have spoken over their families Their kids are holy. Their kids are sanctified by being with their parents and by virtue of the the gospel and the household and the mother and the father. And even if it's just the mother or even if it's just the father, their families are holy, set apart. They're set apart for you. So I just pray for just that... um, Wisdom from above that will help them navigate and help them to see beyond the flesh, to see beyond the struggle and beyond the offense of the moment or the fear of the moment. And they would see what you see and trust you and live in, just live in this moment right now outside of time, where everything is finished. It's done. Their kids are going to be okay. And you're going to show them the path. And we pray a blessing over these kids, Lord, these teenage kids, whoever this is about. I don't even know the families involved. But we pray a blessing over these kids. I'm thinking of one one child in uh, particular. His name is Reggie. And I just pray pray a blessing over Reggie, and he's representative of a generation. He is called. He is a man of God. You have set him apart. 
that the trouble that he's in right now is not defining him. It is not who he is. And all the seed that has been planted in him by his mom, by his grandmother, all of that is going to bear fruit in his life. And and he is going to, I believe, he's going to be a preacher. He is going to preach the grace of God. And he's going to get out of the trouble that he's in. And so many others, I pray that that same blessing, that kids would know who they are, rise up in their identity, and walk it out. You have an identity for each one, tailor-made, a tailor-made garment you have prepared for them, that all these things that you've prepared before they were even born, that they should walk in them. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the teenagers of today, because there's a mighty revival coming of these kids, and they're going to change the world. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, I would love to pray for those teenagers. God, just for their hearts. God, I feel like you are putting desires within them, that you are putting passions within them, and they are confused about what to do with them or where to go with them, and they are taking them and directing them maybe in the wrong ways. And Lord, you just, you want to open their eyes to remove the veil for them to see what you have planted in them, that it is good, that you love them, that you care for them, that you have great and mighty plans for them. God, I feel that um, some of them may be scared to, to really dig deep into you because they've, they've heard about you growing up and, and, uh, they've been turned off and they, and they've left you and, and they're afraid to come back and afraid to ask questions. They feel like mm-hmm. they should know things, but God, I just ask mm-hmm. that they would be unabandoned in their search for you, that there would be, there would, uh, there would be no shame in, um, searching out you and, uh, you in the Bible and, um, looking for mentors and people to help them speak life into them. And I just pray for the connections that you will make for those relationships to be made. Uh, People that you have been uh, putting your word in um, older, an older generation that you have been establishing to, to mentor and to tutor and to raise up this younger generation that will come and that, that will truly change the course of this world and will usher in your presence, Lord Jesus. And, um, and we just thank you for these children. Yes. We thank you for what yes. you're doing with them and in them. And we just pray protection over them right now. I just ask that you would just send out angels around them, armies of angels around them to protect them. God, their minds would be protected. Yes. We declare that they have the mind of Christ. Yes. And we, we, Lord, we just ask for the um, all demonic forces to be broken over them in the name of jesus all chains to be broken Mm -hmm. that they would see themselves as you see them fully loved fully accepted clean spotless Mm -hmm. and um that they would rise up into that identity they would rise up into who they truly are and they would go forth and they would um spread your love, your message, your grace to the entire world and to their children and to all generations um, behind them. And we just thank you for these children. I agree. Lord, I'd love to pray right now for parents who have a broken relationship with their child, Lord, and day by day that they feel more and more burdened by that, Lord. But Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that there would be a line in the sand. They would no longer feel burdened by that, Lord, but that by day by day they would grow more and more hopeful. Yeah. Lord, that they would this person would look to you and know that they can trust that you're a redeemer and a restorer. Yes. And that you are going to redeem and restore relationships in beautiful ways more than they could imagine, Lord. Yes. Lord, I just pray for these parents who who have a broken relationship with their child, Lord. I just pray that every day they would just feel faith growing and growing and growing as time moves mm-hmm. past, that they would just become more and more dependent upon you, that they would look to heaven, Lord, and know that that is where their help comes from. And, mm-hmm. Lord, I just pray for just wonderful breakthroughs, Lord, in relationships, yeah. that parents and children are restored to one another, Lord, that you have redeemed these relationships that you have set plans for them before the beginning of time and that they would be for future generations or that they would just 
change the course of history, Lord, Amen. because you are a redeemer and restorer. Yes. Lord, I also just pray for those who may be hearing this message today, and it's a message that the Lord has spoken to them, and they are just so glad to hear somebody else that mm-hmm. speaks the same message, Lord. And I just pray right now for those people. I pray that they would trust that they can go all in on the goodness of Jesus, Lord, that yeah. they can they can trust that he is so, so good mm-hmm. and that he has credited them as righteous, Lord, and that Thank that you. would just be a wellspring of life that would just burst forth from them, Lord, in streams of joy um, coming forth from their life, Lord. I just want to encourage you. You can trust the Lord. Yeah. He is so, so good. Yeah. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. A Real View is brought to you by Parisia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParisiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parisia is greatly appreciated.